This is the Australia Report with Vic Aladef. Good day, mate. Vic Aladef, a very good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Howard. I am well, thank you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. The fallout from the war continues. Tell us what's happening in Australia. It certainly does continue. So uh, a number of things in no particular order. Positive uh, item first. So yesterday, six former prime ministers of this country uh, issued a joint statement, issued a joint statement in which they absolutely slammed uh, Hamas, in which they said that, quote, we, we believe we believe we speak for the vast majority of Australians of all faiths and of none when we say we stand in solidarity with Jewish Australians at this time. We stand too with the Australian Palestinian community whose families are dying and suffering. But then they said there is no more tenaciously evil race hatred than anti-Semitism and warned that Hamas wants to fuel ancient hatred throughout the world. So it's, it was a very strong statement of support for Israel, for the Jewish community, slamming Hamas signed by six former prime ministers of this country. There are, in fact, seven living former prime ministers. One chose not to sign, mm-hmm. but six did. And six were two uh, from the Labour Party and four from the Conservative Party, which we call uh, the Liberal Party in this country. So, so that was a positive. Then uh, at the United Nations, and this might have crossed your radar, so there was a vote a couple of days ago about calling for a ceasefire. Australia is one of the countries which abstained from the vote, and its reasoning was was because the resolution failed to recognize Hamas's responsibility for October 7 and to condemn it. For Australia was was one of the countries which which uh, uh, which abstained from the vote. It didn't vote against it, hmm. but which uh, which abstained. And so that right there has obviously that decision of Australia has obviously um, uh, evoked um, some angry responses from some of the Australia's Muslim community, uh, including including its peak bodies, etc., saying there's anger in the community, uh, etc., etc. And then, moving right along again, on the weekend, so two days ago, there was a fairly modest, not an official, as it were, uh, a rally in the in the in the city, pro Israel and pro what Israel is doing, etc. It was organised, I understand, by some expat Israeli people, but then the, the an estimated fifty thousand people took part in a pro Palestinian rally, which marched through the centre of the city, and uh, and one of the absolutely disturbing parts of that, and I've seen photographs. Somebody was carrying a placard which said on it, and now this word might not be familiar to everybody, but Khyber, Khyber, history will repeat itself. This is K-H-A-Y-B-A-R. Khyber was the, seven, the scene of a 7th century massacre of Jews in what is today Saudi Arabia. Wow. Now that is the image and the, the mm. massacre which was being invoked by the there were certainly at least one individual taking part in this rally. And then we just come to our attention just literally minutes ago that there's to be a rally at the University of Sydney uh, coming up in the next day or two. 
and the slogan says, quote, call for a global intifada. Oh, now, my word. You know, it's... A global intifada. Mm, mm. So we're going to go running around, murdering our Jews wherever we find them, uh, like Hamas would like, hiding under a rock. Yeah, hiding behind rocks, we're going to murder our Jews. Is that is that what well, the, what they're really asking for? Well, how else does one interpret that? And global means everywhere, which mm, means in mm. this country too. And uh, intifada means violence. So, so, so there's discussion being held at the moment about... Uh, what to do about that. Um, Orgis, our students have, have been trying to get through to the Vice-Chancellor, but I'm told to no avail. And so discussions are being held that a legal letter might need to be sent to the university to say that this is incitement to violence and threatens the well-being of Jewish students on the campus, etc. And then, and then um, there are, um, the, the, I guess, positive. Um, there have been further um, demonstrations or, or it, it, with 220 red balloons and there was one particularly moving one in the center of uh, in the center of the city. There were 200 balloons attached to pieces of string so they were blowing in the wind and a violinist was standing in the middle of it uh, playing Hatikva. So it was exceptionally moving and to see the, the YouTube of it um, very moving indeed. It's just incredible and, uh, to see this. I just want to go back to the university discussion because one of the things that have become apparent as I watch the same discussion and concern all around the world is that it appears to me that university leadership is stymied. They have no idea how to deal with this and they are therefore just stepping back and not making themselves available, almost allowing it to play out rather than to take a stand. And that's incredibly worrying because it is a trend that we've seen everywhere where they do not take a stand almost one way or another, but by not taking a stand they are because they're allowing the majority which is uh, which has been whipped up by this this uh, uh, misinformation, disinformation and hysteria to to call for all sorts of terrible things for Jewish students. Uh, and surely university administrators need to be held accountable. Well, I mean, exactly right. Now we know, and as it's well, I was about to say, as it should be, but I'm, I'm just putting a caveat around those remarks, is that freedom of speech is a sacrosanct value, vehicle, on university campus. And fine, and what we get that. Is that. Freedom of speech is important. However, freedom of speech does come with responsibilities. And, and if someone's freedom of speech means the freedom to incite violence against any particular group, well, that absolutely should cross a line and uh, and what this poster is is inciting I cannot see how that does not cross a line and so um, members of the community are going to need to move quickly to bring to attempt to bring some sort of legal injunction to, to stop this happening now again that's not about suppressing freedom of speech but it's about a, a a, a meeting, a rally, which which is talking about inciting violence and globally, that means you know <laughs> against Jewish people here too. So that is pretty worrying. And then and then at a lower level, as with communities around the world, 
everywhere, everywhere you turn, there's fundraising going on uh, with whether it's, you know, Magenta Veda Dom or RUA, UIA, if you call it here, or, or in, and, and so many private uh, campaigns who have connections or family and friends with these, who know, who have uh, units, friends in, in units in the army which are, don't have, you know, basic things, blankets or whatever it is. So there's a lot of fundraising going on to support to support uh, various areas in Israel where, where they mm, are. Mm. Yeah. Vic, what is the, the Jewish community itself feeling right now in terms of shuls, synagogues, both uh, well, universities we now know? Uh, we're certainly getting a sense of that. But but what is the Jewish community? Are they feeling as vulnerable as as other communities around the world? What is the feeling within the community? I guess I can best sum it up in this way with a statistic. The week before October 7th, there was one recorded anti-Semitic incident in this country the week before. The week after October 7th, there were 38 recorded incidents. That is before Israel started bombing Hamas. And that tells you everything, doesn't it? That tells you everything. Wait, just hold on. You went from one recorded to? 38. In a week. Before the response. and, and, this is, and this is right after October 7th and before Israel had began bombing Hamas. So, I mean, you, you can't even compute the lo- Well, I always say don't look for logic and bigotry. Mm. You cannot even com- what is, compute that. And so, so to answer your question, there's awareness of that, perhaps not the number, but awareness of the fact that there is this upsurge People want to come together. People are attending shul on Friday night in significantly greater numbers. And people are wanting to come together just because, as everywhere, you know, people are just, you know, traumatized. Unbelievable. Absolutely fascinating. That's where we leave it, Vic Aradif, uh, former CEO of the New South Wales Jewish Board of Deputies. Thank you for chatting to us. It is 7 o'clock.